Welcome to the Ask Us Entro podcast series, the podcast that delves into all aspects of business communications and collaboration, all with a real focus on you, the customer. Over the coming episodes, we'll sit down with Azentro staff, several of our key vendor partners, and even some of our wonderful customers as we discuss everything from the latest trends in communication and collaboration. We'll break down some of the complexities of the industry and share some helpful tips. It's all aimed at helping our listeners drive increased efficiencies, productivity, and profitability into their businesses. After all, it's not all about technology, it's about what the technology can do for our business that really counts. So let's get started with today's episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Azentro podcast. Joining me once again is Mr. Greg Fletcher-Harris. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Very well, thanks, Greg. And still in Brisbane, I see. Oh, we are still in Brisbane. Uh, the borders are closed in Adelaide, <laughs> so I had to stay for the weekend, but uh, it's great to be up here. It's a little bit warmer up in Brisbane than it is in Adelaide this week. Oh, it certainly is. Um, Greg, we've got a, a, a guest today from Training, and she's the CEO, and her name's Jess Cornwell. Welcome, Jess, to our podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here, Jess. And look, we like to start our little podcast chat with a little bit about who you are and what you do in training. It obviously suggests that you're in the training business, which is good. But tell us a bit more about your work background and, and how training came about. So I started in IT many, many moons ago, and I was, was kind of leaning towards technical and realized that that wasn't really what I was interested in. They're a specific beast, aren't they, technicians? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so I kind of moved into um, more of a customer service sales focused role. Um, I went and worked with a software company that specialized in call center software, and I worked with a lot of customers around their maintenance agreements. I also was in charge of onboarding people when they started with the company and um, I had a lot of relationships with different um, people in the telecommunication space because they worked with channel partners basically. So um, one of the distributors of a um, phone system brand said we need a, a trainer would you like to come and do some contract training with us? And I jumped at the chance because I always wanted to own my own business. I always wanted to be helpful to others as well. And this was a really good way that I would be able to do both together. So that's where IntelliTraining started. It was just little old me at the start. That was eight years ago. Wow. It's yeah. a big step to to go from full-time employment to going out on your own. Mm. Um, obviously, being in charge and being in charge of your own destiny is really important. But did you have a bit of a transition there where you worked full-time and did the contract stuff or did you just no, give it a good crack? No, I just jumped right in. Awesome. I jumped right in. I had the support of my husband, which was really important. He said, go do it. Um, and I had a lot of, um, I guess you could say friends in the industry that really wanted me to succeed. So I did have obviously that distributor, but then a lot of the people that I'd worked with um you know, had really good, uh, I guess, relationships with, and they were like, come, come and contract train for us. And then I saw more opportunity in different states. And so we started to get more trainers on board in different states and eventually even went to New Zealand. So we've wow. got people in oh, New that's Zealand awesome. now. Because this industry is very focused on the technology, uh, isn't it? And the end user and the person using that te- technology is just so important in the process. So if they don't know, how to leverage, get the best out of it and are not adequately trained, then you can invest as much as you want in technology. It's not going to help. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, when I first started out, it was a real struggle for me to get 
people to see the value of training because, you know, it was all about um, selling them the solution. And then uh, I guess people just didn't realize that you need to be able to use that solution. You need to see the value of the solution competent users, you know, adoption of the solution. Um, and then so as I started to get more traction in, um, you know, with people understanding how important training was, um, we got more partners on board and we started to engage with more people. Um, we worked with Mitel. Um, we became the Mitel Certified Training Organisation for Australia and New Zealand. That was a, a big thing for us because then that opened us to all the partners that work with Mitel, like Azentro, um, and we were able to then show them how important training was and then incorporate that into their businesses and be able to help more customers. I suppose, Jess, with the... Um technology as it changes so much all the time i mean obviously you've got this wealth of knowledge from the training that you do do um and then sometimes you have to leave that behind because the technology's changed um do you find it daunting that things change so quickly that keeping up to date with all the new technology and then passing that on to customers is is very time consuming and and you know, it's just a knowledge thing that you have to continually learn all the time. Yeah, I think you definitely have to continually learn all the time. Yeah. But I love that. I love and all of our trainers are the same. We like to be busy. We like to be doing different things. We like to be looking at what's happening in the market as well, like the new technologies that are coming out, like Teams is such a big thing now. Um, you know, two years ago, it wasn't such a big thing. So being able to pick up products like that and, and move with them um, is really exciting for us. How did you, how our friend COVID, we talk about that to a lot of our guests on the podcast. How did COVID affect your business over the last 18 months? I, I would expect the business is traditionally a um, boardroom style, small classroom style training setup. Mm-hmm. How, how have you coped with COVID? Yeah, so we had already been delivering some remote training with a lot of our partners that were in like regional areas anyway. So we had a remote environment set up, which was very, very lucky for us because we probably went from about, say, 80% on-site to 20% remote. It's switched now. We probably do 20% on-site, 80% remote. Um, And we've just fine-tuned the way we deliver it. You know, someone's in front of the product, they're playing with it while we're remotely training it. So I guess the difference is a lot more remote training now thanks to COVID. Um, Probably more adoption of, of different solutions from customers, which is being more open to different solutions, yeah. especially in that cloud space. So I really noticed that. And that's been great for us because it means that there's, you know, more products to help people with. Training training is typically, I think, has been thought of in our industry as I buy something new so I need to train my staff and it's a once-off thing. But as Gary's mentioned, uh, technology evolves and each vendor will bring out new releases of software or features and functionality. So where do you think training sits in the cycle of having technology in a business and we, we, we buy it and we get it trained to start with what triggers retraining or ongoing training within customers yeah so I, it varies depending on organizations like obviously a lot of government organizations like to have um, contract training so we'll do like a monthly contract with them where we're refreshing new starters or any new features coming out on product um, then with other people it might be you know we've got a new person started, so we need to get some refresh training and we'll go and um, provide training in that case as well. We do find a lot of drive towards training videos now as well. So we're doing a lot of um, 
intranet or internal training videos for companies that then put it on their intranet and people can access it for any new starters. So a big drive towards remote training, but also having that continual resource there, you know, user guides or training videos. Um, and one thing that we're looking at doing is kind of keeping those videos fresh. So having like a, a learning management system where people can jump in, you know, if Mitel does a release on their product that we've got the latest video there that customers can go watch. So um, talking about training and you're talking about videos, from your perspective, do you find people want both? They want the personal one-on-one training, but they want the video as backup because, I mean, most people retain like 25% of something when they, they're they in a training session. So do you find they want that video backup, but they do need that personal one-on-one training? Video training sometimes can be good. I know even from what I've used, it can be good, but it's it's really good if you do have that one-on-one experience. Yeah, definitely. Probably the the common thing that we're getting is remote training recording the remote training and then they keep the recording for their internal use yeah so yes okay that's excellent so Jess um I guess we sort of want to know a little bit about Jess so what what do you do outside of work I'm a very family orientated person I'm one of six kids so I have lots of brothers and sisters (laughs) Um, I also have two boys of my own a 11 year old and a um, 17 month old so they're a lot of my hobbies. Wow, didn't like the idea of having six kids yourself. You no. saw that. Please <laughs> enough. Definitely <laughs> enough. Definitely <laughs> enough. Um, and I've got my husband, of course. And then for hobby side of things, I just like to exercise. Really, anything outdoors. I live very close to the beach, so I get to walk along the beach and all group exercise. So yeah, that's Excellent. kind of what I like to do. And my business. My business is a big hobby of mine. I really like creating relationships with people. I like being able to help people. So, yeah, business is... Do, do you find your, your business sort of delves over into your your private life, but you, you've got that sort of um, equal sort of balance. plan balance going? Yeah. It, at the start, it was really hard to get that balance. Um, I would just work all the time. Yeah. Uh, having a, another baby has helped me a lot because I have to... I have to spend the time on my like life basically because there's just, you know, someone needs you. Um, so it's been good for me. My work-life balance is really good. Um, and, yeah, it's just something as a business owner you kind of have to focus on that. Isn't it funny that that external influences either give us a wake-up call or a, a reason to change your own habits? You, you, you said having a younger child, you've got to prioritise your time a little bit better, etc. So it's it's interesting that um, where that fine line you talk about, Gary, where passions or hobbies become your work. If it, if it is all about helping people and and trying yeah. to get your point across, then it just makes it so much of a nicer I, lifestyle. I even know when look, I, I used to have my own business too many years ago, and I, I find you do have to find that fine line of where to draw work and home um and i think you you obviously doing that very well which is great yeah look we'll we'll bring it back a little bit because we could talk about families and hobbies for (laughs) forever we could but we're we're supposed to talk about customer orientated things too so let's do that as far as our customers are concerned many of our customers would have met you or or had dealings with your organization when they first bought their mitel telephone system you're also doing some cisco and some webex stuff with us um 
but but as a customer today, if I've if I've made a big investment in technology and I'm worried that it's not you know it's underutilized or I've had staff turnover due to COVID or life is a bit different working remotely, how what's the best way to I give get that organisation a bit of a shot in the arm when it comes to using their technology and engaging with you and Azentro? Yeah, I mean, first off, obviously you get in contact with your Zencho um, account manager and they'll be able to then uh, set up a meeting for us to have a discussion. Um, I think sometimes people don't even realise they need training. They might be like, oh, everybody doesn't like this product or this product is hard work or anything like that. To me would be, okay, that person needs some training or maybe we just need to focus on the things that we actually need that product for. Um, so I guess having that discussion with us, having a meeting with us um, and your account manager would mean that we could decipher exactly what the problem is, create the correct training lesson plan, um, and then um, deliver it to your staff, basically. So that discovery part of it is part of the services that you that you offer? It's not just a canned, this is how you use a handset or that bit of technology or that contact centre agent. It, yeah. you're, you're open to working on what the customer's problems or needs or challenges are yeah, to then design a plan. Definitely. Yeah? Obviously, we have our standard modules that we do um, for someone that might be brand new to, say, Mitel, we might give them a standard handset training. Typically, that handset training will be um, changed anyway because they might have different buttons programmed or their night mode might work differently. Um, but a lot of the time we do do that discovery session where we go and we find out exactly what the customer needs. Because if you're going to go into an hour-long training session, as an example, you got, lots of people don't have an hour for training. So they might want 30 minutes or 45 minutes and then we'll need to reduce down the session of what we cover. So just having that quick chat or what we actually have is lesson plans to say this is everything we can cover and then the customer would come back and say, look, I don't need this part or can we spend more time on this part, stuff like that, and then we can tailor it to the customer. And out out in the market, out in the general business community, are you seeing more or less the same attention on uh, training as a staff well-being, making sure the, the work environment's good, et cetera? There seems to be this shift back to being more about people. It's as though businesses post-COVID are caring a little bit more about their people. Are you seeing the same sort of thing? 100%. I am. I'm getting organisations that are engaging with us around wanting to be able to make it better for people that are remote, to be able to collaborate with other people that are remote. Like a lot of organisations have moved entirely from their offices and then um, having to communicate back and forth and still wanting them to be part of the team and be able to feel like part of the team. Um, So this is where, you know, you see collaboration, uh, video, all that sort of stuff is so important um, to that environment. So, yeah, definitely... Yeah, I, I look, I love that. I mean, as, as you know, Gary, we've got this saying in a, in a Zentro that it's not about the technology, it's about what the technology does for your business that truly counts. And, and again, post-COVID, I think technology is really helping um, maybe change some thinking around culture and, and culture in diverse workplaces. So that's awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, Jess. I think we're, we're sort of fairly well done with the, um, the podcast, but it's been um, quite enlightening. I actually didn't know we had this service available at Azentro. Um, and I I'm think not quite sure that's what you should be advertising in the podcast, mate. No, I know. Many but... of our customers <laughs> won't know either, so okay, we'll let you off. But I think it's something that is very valuable to our customers and I'm, I'm actually glad that we have that relationship with you in particular because it sounds like you keep very much abreast of what's happening in the, the technology industry as well. 
Thanks for joining us, Jess. It was it was a, it was a cracking good conversation. No really worries. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Bye. Azentro is based in Australia and has offices in Queensland, South Australia, and Northern Territory. If you'd like to know more about Azentro, you can go to our website azentro.com.au. That's a z e n t r o.com.au. And don't forget to check out our social media as well. You'll find those links on our website.